All right, well, Dorian. Well, here we are. Once again. We're back. We're back on the couch. We, uh, well, we have left, but it's kind of like we haven't left. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we just did, we basically did a couch episode a couple days ago. We did do a couch about, episode. About an entire feature length film. Yeah. Our feature length film, Our in fact. Film. Entitled Chicago Rot, which hopefully you're familiar with. We, we, had a good, uh, we had a good Chicago Rot week this week. We did. I think it was and really fun to do. Yeah. It was really fun to. We went back to our alma mater, Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, showed the movie there. All the students were really cool. They had really good questions. Saw yeah. you had a little bit of one on one with a couple of them after. Yeah, we were yeah, done. no, they were all super excited. You know, which it was, was just, neat. It was good. It was like exciting for them because they, you know, they hear all of this stuff about like, you know, yeah. Here's what be excited about what you're going to do and yeah. sort of like see people who are like, no, we went through this program and we fucking did the thing, mm-hmm. you know, that you're excited about and like we love what we made and we're super proud of it. So like, you know, yeah. fucking A. No. Get out there cool. and do it. Like get pumped. It really happens. You know, <laughs> like you gotta work your ass off. Oh yeah. And it's gonna be insane, but you fucking do it, you know. So so everybody's excited and it's you know, the teacher our our old teachers and stuff too were really, you know, thrilled. Uh, just, you know, was, even if it wasn't up their alley, like just that, you know, the support was great. Yeah. And like they were just impressed with the just the production, what we did to make this film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one of one of our teachers in particular is not into like violence. And yeah. Our right. movie's very violent. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had to like cover my eyes. Right. For, right. Like, a bunch of it, but she was like, it was really impressive, though, like what nice. you guys did. And, um, you know, and then when we were talking about it, they were just excited to see like, yeah, you know, that they're what they're doing on a day-to-day basis teaching at the school like really does have a lasting impact mm-hmm. on people who really do get out there and like you know they helped us accomplish our dream yeah you know we all dreamed of making a movie and we made one we made a movie we love it we want to make more and like a lot of what they taught us you know was was integral to making that happen right and you know all that so so it was cool all around and then yeah and then we did bobby and i did a live commentary on the film, so actually, if you uh, you know rent or purchase the movie on Amazon or iTunes or Google Play or Vudu or Xbox or really anywhere that you rent films, once again, it's called Chicago Rot. R O T. Nice. That was not rehearsed, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, if you go ahead and rent it, uh, so now on our Facebook stream, um, you know the the live uh, commentary was captured and is. Uh, archived in perpetuity uh, on Facebook. So you can go to our Facebook page and uh, if you so desire, watch that along with the film and get Bobby and I's uh, sort of running commentary on it. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. No, it was a really good time. time. So today is a very special trailer. It's a very complicated trailer. (laughs) You know, a lot lot going on here. There is a (laughs) there is a good portion of the entire world and twitterverse that feels very much the same as Mm -hmm. we do about this trailer yeah um i got some positive things to say about it but overall i am i am still in that that demographic of people who do not like this trailer so well yeah so what what trailer are we talking about who are we and what is the name of this thing people are listening to right now i'm bobby navia i'm dorian weinzimmer and this is the couch it is if this is your first time listening to the couch Mm -hmm. which I feel like I mean to do this all the time. I just never do. Yeah. The purpose of this podcast is to review movie trailers. Yes. So we watch a movie trailer uh, and we talk about it. You know, the movie trailer is the umbrella, but all the other conversations we get into could be about the actors, the producers, or stuff that's going on current in the world that's related to this trailer. And just if we think the trailer is a good representation of a movie that we want to see, 
we have not seen the entire film yet. Right. So we speculate a lot, you know, yeah. what you normally would do if you're watching a trailer. Yeah, and try to dissect the art and technique of cutting a trailer together. Yes. Based on some of our own knowledge of filmmaking, mm-hmm. having made mm-hmm. a film ourselves and cut the trailers for it and all that right, type of right. stuff. And uh, you know how some of those decisions play into what you end up seeing and what sometimes is like, very misrepresentative of the final film Mm -hmm. or sometimes is representative in ways you didn't expect when you saw the trailer, you know? Right. Exactly. Which is usually, I think that's more the positive way. Yeah. This is the negative way. The first thing I mentioned, but, um, but anyway, so that's, yeah, kind of just a general, this is a good idea though. It's been, you know, 33 episodes (laughs) and we haven't really like mentioned again, like, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we do here. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what we do here. And so today, the trailer, we're, yeah, we're doing that to the trailer uh, for the girl in the spider's web. So this is, um, would you call this a sequel? Let's get, let's get it's, through okay. this first. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the, here's the, the timeline of things. Okay. So we all, I think everybody should be fairly familiar with like the original trilogy. Yes. The millennium trilogy. The millennium trilogy. That Stieg Larsson right. wrote. Uh, cause I mean there, dude, there was before like these movies came out, let's see, the American one came out in like 2011. I want to look this up. Yeah. And I think all the Swedish ones came out in 09, but there was like, yeah, cause it was when we were going to Flashpoint. So it was like around 2007, 2008, like I was taking the train to the film school that we were going to all the time and fucking everybody was reading those books. Like, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is the first one. Um, I think The Girl Who Played with Fire is the second one. And I believe The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest is the third one. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, like, unbelievable. I didn't know what these books were. Like, you Neither know, did I. Yeah, yeah. And, like, all it was just every day on the train, I would just see at least, like, five people, like, reading these books. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, you know, I looked into them. I was like, oh, okay, they're these really good, like, you know, kind of potboiler, like, techno crime thrillers. Uh, or whatever, but so anyway, so the guy who wrote all three of those books, um, he died of a heart attack in 2004. Stieg Larson. Stieg Larson did, okay. yeah. And so I think, if I remember right too, these books got like insanely popular posthumously. It wasn't until like yeah. after he died that yeah. like they really exploded. Like I think they might have been famous, you know, well-received in like, uh, you know, Sweden, I believe is where he originally was from. Right. And where they were originally published, but you know the international market like exploded with these books um, after he died. So so anyway, so there were three Swedish movies made of all three of the films with um, Numi Rapace, yeah, playing the the main character Elizabeth Salander, Liz- yeah. And um, I don't remember who played Mikael Blomqvist. It was like um, it was this guy named Michael uh, Nikvist, Nikvist? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess most popularly, you look him up. You'd recognize him. Yeah, he was guy. the vil- He's actually the villain in the first John Wick movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's that guy, and he's also the villain in uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Okay, I think gotcha. Ghost Protocol was his first like big headline thing, aside mm-hmm. from like. Like American wise, right? Um, after Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, yeah. the first one. So those, all three of those movies were really well received, yeah, um, and, and are still great. Them, yeah. them two play the same characters through through all three through of the all movies. three of those yeah. movies. Yes. So then, in 2011, David Fincher released the American version of right. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So it was just the first book mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, and yeah, that was with uh, Rooney Mara, right? And Daniel Craig, um, Christopher Plummer, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, really, really good really, cast. Really, it was a good movie. Good. Robin Wright. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that came out, and I mean, it did well, but it didn't like you know didn't like break box office records or anything like that. And uh, they just like never you know there. I think there were talks about like continuing to do the other you know two books. Yeah. Uh, but it just never really panned out. The budget the budget for the movie for a girl with a dragon tattoo estimated on IMDb mm. is uh, ninety million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening weekend was twelve million. Yikes. And then the gross worldwide was 200, 232 million. So that's not great. No. Yeah, it's not really that's that like, good. That's not yeah. even great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. like barely making a profit. And I don't know what the um I mean, I don't know what what it's what kind of life it's had on like DVD Blu-ray and Blu-ray, yeah. like, but I'm I can only assume it's not it's obviously not gotten that popular. Yeah. Since we're here talking about its right, yeah, they yeah. didn't. So they didn't continue no, with like didn't. the Americanized version of the the original trilogy. So, so now the girl in the spider's web, which is the movie that we're reviewing the trailer for now, is actually a fourth book. That that was written by a different author. I thought I heard that it was a that it was a fourth book that uh, Stieg Larsson had like had maybe I don't know if it was like notes or it started to write, but was nowhere near like yeah. hey, there's like a couple chapters I gotta get finished up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, when I looked yeah. it up, it seemed like it was a, like a entirely new. a okay. creation right, of this right. other. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, who wrote this one? And then he's actually also written a fifth one. Okay, that's that I believe is out now. Okay, um, I can't recall the the title of it. But anyway, Girl in the Spider's Web is so the fourth book in this series. Right. But it was not written by the same guy who wrote the first three. No. And so now, we're the American movie market has just leapfrogged the second and third movies mm-hmm. and is taking us straight into book four. Right. Which is Girl in the Spider's Web. And now Claire Foy is playing Elizabeth Salander. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah. So, you know, different director. It's not David Fincher doing this. It's Fede Alvarez. Right. Um, who did, like, the Evil Dead remake. Uh-huh. And uh, was it Don't Breathe? Yes. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. And, you know, in a way it, like... <laughs> It, it, I guess in a way it helped them kind of, you know, uh, uh, sidestep a lot of the issues of like not having the same cast of characters, not having the same director or directorial style, you know, to the movies. Right. Because it really is like, you know, even the books jump to from what I understand. I haven't read all the books myself. I've never read any but, of them. Yeah. Uh, my sister Alex read the first book, mm-hmm. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and really liked it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. And, um, you know, I mean... She really loved the the first movie, you know, Fincher's movie, you know, and Alex isn't Alex isn't too big into like dissecting shit like you and I do or we'll have these long conversations. But I mean, that's uh, I like that that is Alex's kind of movie. Mm -hmm. It's just this like knee deep, like research. We're taking time to like really get into (laughs) all of this. And that's one of the things that like hurt that movie when it came out, I think um, generally. But I mean, for the most part. 
everybody that I've run into like just loves Fincher's movie. Like, yeah. I mean, not just because like I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, not just because it's Fincher that's doing it, and but just because you know it's it's just a really good movie. Like, it's well ex- executed. It's paced really well. Yeah, all the characters are really good in it. You know, right. and like he really set like a precedent for you know, the American version of, you know, Lisbeth Salander. Yeah. You know, which was Rooney Mara, you know, and like she was awesome yeah. in that movie. Like really good. And it's you know, it's funny too, because like the you know, the original Swedish ones actually are are also a big part of what hurt the American one because the Swedish ones were right. so good. That's right, that's right. And also like all three books had been done. Right. So there was like if the all extended the versions there's, it's there's like nine hours, yeah. you know, to watch the extended versions of all three of the original Swedish movies. Uh. And they're excellent. Yeah. And it's funny because actually Music Box Films is who distributed that oh, in no the shit. U.S. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. And All it right. became really popular in yeah. the U.S. even. And that's part of why they did an American remake because they were like, shit, people are actually watching this. You know? Yeah, right. Because they had read the books and stuff because mm-hmm. those got so popular. And then you know, they had the foresight to be like, hey, people are going to want to see these movies because yeah. they're actually great. And then, yeah. Okay, I didn't know um, that. So, so, yeah, that's really what gave them you know, kind of their their clout you know yeah they, that was like a huge success so um so those are on netflix i believe still also yeah and i think every once in a while i don't know if they're still on there i think they might i think all three are on shutter oh, okay. as well sometimes they pop up on like the shutter tv okay. uh, station uh, that they're usually just playing movies on gotcha so um i watched a little bit of girl with a dragon tattoo uh one day but uh one of these days i'd, I'd like to get around to just watching yeah, they're you know, they're awesome. Them, so, um, and but yeah, so a lot of people were like, "Why would I go see this?" Yeah, there's already like I've already seen the phenomenal movie, and like and and beyond that, like Numi Rapace was so good. Yeah, that's that everyone I've... was like, "That's Lisbeth." I'm sorry, right, right. but like I don't care how good Rooney Mara is. Like it's not her. Mm-hmm. You know, she fucking owned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I remember like reading and hearing. So yeah, but there were a lot of people that just like didn't even want to. F- fucking see it yeah because they were like no Mm -hmm. i just i reject this (laughs) (laughs) um so you know it did seem and especially for for fincher you know as well it it seemed even i thought it was like a weird move for him okay because it i had seen the swedish ones also and i was like this is so superfluous like this movie's already been fucking really well done and is available here in the u.s and is successful yeah like what really is the point um, and, you know, he did some, of course, like, I still like the movie that he made. It's really good. But yeah. it did, you know, I in some ways I do consider it a little bit like lesser Fincher okay. in a way because it just seems so, like, I don't know, inessential. All right. Usually his movies have that ring of, like, you know, this really needed to be made, like, right now also. Like, you know, there's it's it's got a timeless quality. Like, you could watch this movie anytime, but it also is, like, Mm-hmm. in the Fincher way of being super subversive like he usually is. Yeah. Um is saying something like really kind of like perverted but necessary about like the time we live in. Right, right. You right. know, and um and and not that girl with the dragon tattoo didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But again, I felt like the movie that already existed and Did that. ostensibly even the book <laughs> that no, it was yeah, predicated sure. on yeah, yeah. had already kind of put that out into the world. Yeah. And that, you know, he might have been able to, to say what he wanted to say with that movie through something else. Okay. You know, that wouldn't have been like a, you know, like a studio. What what just appears on the surface to just be like a studio cash grab that didn't pan out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I had never seen, I've never seen the original movies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, I've never read the books. 
Yeah. So I just I went into the movie just a being a fan of Fincher mm-hmm. and just sort of like, um, I mean, being a fan of him and being a fan of like what what this was going to be about. Yeah. You know, whatever it was going to be, what the mystery was about, because mm-hmm. basically like, it's the movie. It's a um, there's a mystery of some sort. Like we're figuring out a, like a murder, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I really love the movie. I mean, it's been a while since I've revisited it. Actually, yeah. I'm now thinking about it. Like just hearing you talk about the sort of timeline for this. I'm like, it's been a minute since yeah, I watched it. Yeah, no, it has. And I've, re- I've rewatched it since, because I bought it on Blu-ray when it came yeah, out and stuff, because yeah. I, I just like Fincher a yeah, lot. And yeah. like, you know, I've rewatched it a couple of times uh-huh. and it's, it's like every time I watch it, I'm still like, I mean, this is still a good movie. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. it sucks. It's like mired. It's got this other like baggage attached to it. Okay. Of just like, why, why is Fincher doing a remake of an already good movie? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but uh, do you think it takes away from his good movie or is it just like personal I mean, uh, just a little thing? bit because it's it, because it's like, you know, it's like already it's territory that's already been tread, yeah, you know, okay. and like tread well. Yeah. And like he took a different approach to it. But uh-huh. but again, it's just like everything of his just always feels like so vibrant and like unique in its own way. OK. That it's like it it, get, it like tarnishes that a little bit. OK. Know? All right. Um, and again, like. Yeah, it's. I'm not saying it's bad or no, anything. No, 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 like no. That. I, yeah, know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I really, really admire it. But and I was also, on, I was asking the question just because, like, I don't have that. Uh, I don't want to call it baggage because it's sure. not bad baggage at all. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I was asking that question just because I didn't have that going into it. So like, obviously, I didn't have that thought of why is Fincher remaking this when there's already a great one out there. Yeah. I was just kind of like, ooh, I kind of want to see what what he's gonna do with everything I've been hearing, you know, peripherally from other people. Yeah. You know, so that's what I was like, you know, thinking about. Yeah. So we got this new trailer. But yeah, so now, so now we got this fucking new. Oh, I wanted to say real quick oh, yeah. too. Um. There's actually in Chicago Rot, uh-huh. Charles's uh, fuck shirts. Yeah. There's uh, our producer, Jeremy Varanich, uh, the mo- producer of the film Chicago Rot. Uh, he plays a character in Chicago Rot named Charles. Okay. And he's wearing these shirts that say fuck, and mm-hmm. there's like a blank space, and he writes whatever he has some sort of grievance with mm-hmm. upon those shirts. Um, those shirts were partially inspired by the t-shirt that Rooney Mara wears in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Fincher version, oh. that says, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Oh, um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember that. Nice. It's, okay. a, it's awesome. Like, yeah, like yeah. It's just the scene <laughs> comes in, there's like a conversation at the doorway for a minute, and then it's like the camera, you know, they like cut to a wider shot of the room, yeah. and that's like the first time you really see like what her shirt actually <laughs> says on it and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, nice. it's really nice. I always admired that moment. And just, I remember those t-shirts too from like the eighties, nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just another one of those things like those little touches are what, what make Fincher so great. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Like it, you know, stuff like that. And like, you know, in gone girl, like her spitting into that other girl's Mountain Dew. Oh you know, yeah. Like it's just little things like that. It's are, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so, Girl in the Spider's Web. Girl in the Spider's Web. Um, so right off the bat, I don't like the title. And like again, I haven't read I haven't read this book. They've changed the title. From Silence. Well, there it's still the girl. It's well, it's kind of I wanted to get into a little talking to about like how they're marketing it now, given mm-hmm. the reaction to the very first trailer that came out. Mm-hmm. With because there have been people on Twitter that are just kind of like you know, Fincher's one is still the one. 
Yeah. Or, you know, the original, you know, Swedish ones are, are still the ones. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a pretty rabid fan base. Yeah. So the second, the first trailer doesn't have this, but the second trailer, the new title for the movie is now called The Girl, The Girl in the Spider's Web, colon, A New Dragon Tattoo Story. Okay. Okay. So it's still called Girl in the Spider's Web. It's still called Girl in the Spider's Web, but there's an addition to Yeah. yeah. Let's get to that in a second. Okay, cool. Perfect. But yeah, I just want to talk because that was the name of the book was The Girl in the Spider's Web. Yes. And that's you know, that's still the I the main title of the movie. I thought you meant they had like changed Uh, the title. Yeah. yeah. They've they've amended it. Yeah. Yeah, They've extended it. (laughs) Um but um So you don't like the name of the title? Well, I don't like the title because it's like it just even when I read it, like it, you know, saw the name of it, it like didn't Uh, something felt wrong about it Mm -hmm. and then i realized why like when i was looking at the trailer again last night is it's just like it's it's passive okay all the other ones are like the girl with the dragon tattoo okay that's describing something about her um and also kind of like gives this like attitude to it and that was kind of the whole point um and then the second and third ones were like you know who played with fire who kicked the hornets you know it's like active yeah like she's doing Uh, shit okay she's fucking with things you know (laughs) And then this one is just like, you know, it, it takes this like there's this passivity to it where it's just like, oh, now she's just like in the spider's web. It's, you know, it's not and she's not the spider. Right. Or it's like, right. you know, she's not she's not cutting the spider's web or something. You know, right, it's just right, like right. she's in the yeah. spider's web, you know, and it just right off the bat there. It felt like, you know, this this character was, I don't know, being in the title portrayed as like now like a more passive Okay. Character and I, I like that, that. Was, I that, that was just what was I was kind of cool. Like those other titles were really evocative. Mm-hmm. Like that was part of why I kept noticing people reading these books on the train is because those titles stood out. You yeah. know, you'd look at that title, you remember that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah, kept seeing, kept seeing it. But like this one, just even like when I read the title for the first time, I was like, that's not very evocative <laughs> at all. <laughs> that's like really generic sounding, actually. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I, I don't like it. And I think that there's something of the mechanics of the title itself, and especially with the character of Lisbeth, who's this like really, really proactive, you know, mm-hmm. super intelligent, hyper fucking badass, you know? Yeah, right. That to, you know, even in the, the title, especially because this is like the new author as well, putting this book out, um, you know, it, it really does like, if I were a huge like fan of this series and had been excited for this book, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure like cautiously optimistic knowing that, you know, a different person was writing it, but even just seeing the title would have probably put me a little off as far as like, there's something of the essence of this thing Mm -hmm. that this guy doesn't understand. Yeah. You know, like, and that would be apparent right away. And I'd be like, fuck, this is not good. (laughs) You can either choose to answer this question right now. Yeah. Or we can do it at the end. Okay. But I'm going to ask it. And you're going to become a thing. You did this last week. I did this. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, Based on the trailer, which, based on the trailer, since you don't like the title, and I didn't even think about the title like that, and you make a really, really great point, and I agree with you, uh, what would you call this movie based off the trailer? What would you name it? <laughs> Rename it, right? Uh, you can still use, like, the girl in the... Yeah, you know, yeah, it's got to be space, the girl. The girl, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so we can we can find out at the end... If you want, we can just be that. That could be yeah. the button for the end of the episode. But um, yeah, the girl with the dick taser. <laughs> well, that's part. Of, that's part of the trailer. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's, that's that'll one. grab your attention. But yeah. <laughs> I was promised some dicks are gonna get tased in this thing. I saw it in the trailer. I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> I seen it. It was over the pants, but you know. 
It was it was there. It was a crotch crotch tase. All right. Um, yeah. No. Let me let me consider that. Like, on yeah, that. I'm gonna like think that. of one too. I got one in in mind. It doesn't have like the girl thing, but yeah. you know. Um, but no, I gotta think of one too because I now I now I want to know what we would what we would rename this given that that title is very passive and it just yeah. doesn't really like it. It does make this character who is a very powerful character just seem sort of Hermit. almost like not as yeah not as important or as like. Uh, powerful ish. Yeah, like she's just like this pawn, you know, that like everyone else is the one weaving this like larger thing Mm -hmm. around her and that she's just kind of like lost and alone and stuck in the middle. Oh, what do I do? What was me? You know, and it's like, She's the one who weaves the web, you right? Know? Yeah, yeah. The girl who weaves the web, you know, <laughs> <Even> that would be <laughs> yeah. like a better title. Yeah. Or you know, based on what I've seen in the trailer, the girl who stepped on the other girl's toes, or something like Ooh, that. You know? Yes. Yes. Play the girl against the girl thing. That you know, this is obviously kind of what it is in this movie with right. her sister. Uh, it appears. Who knows? Maybe she's lying about that. Maybe. Um. But anyway, so now I did. I was not aware of this addendum to the title of the film. I noticed it when I have been seeing the second trailer in movie theaters mm-hmm. because uh, after that trailer ends, it's a really quick. I don't even think it's a full second, but when they do like when they show the credits really quick, mm-hmm. you know, for the trailers, like in big red letters, it says a new dragon tattoo story. But it's not. It doesn't say the girl in the spider's web colon this it's like that that title comes up somewhere differently and then in the end at the top it just says a new dragon two tattoo story okay so i found it really interesting that like clearly like the marketing department is noticing that people are not happy that this movie is coming out (laughs) yeah or they're really not into it for one but that they're really trying to connect it to girl with the dragon tattoo or just that name so that you know like hey this is there's connective tissue here Mm -hmm. like even though it's different people you know it's still the same i guess essence ish right yeah the same yeah world storyline right exactly same characters different actors yeah Yeah. right (laughs) so um i think i might have wanted like that that might have been just a better tagline at the end Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) Same characters, different, different actors. actors. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because trying to tie, because also, yeah, like the you know, tying it to like one specific movie as well in a way that like it never was. You know, no. like even the series is the trilogy. The original trilogy was called the Millennium Trilogy, right? Because that's actually the name of the newspaper where yes, it is. Michael Bloomkist works. Works, yeah. Um, so that's actually the name of it, and uh, yeah, and um. There's a, there was some other like unofficial like trilogy title that I think Steve Larson might have called it. It was like the like men who are cruel to women trilogy or something I like thought, that. I thought that was the name of the I thought that was the name of the book in Sweden, but that when it came to the U.S., they called it the girl with the dragon tattoo. You might be yeah, actually, but I think the book right. is just like you know the you know men who like you know. Not brutalized, but it's something about like men not treating women yeah. correct, and this yeah. was like this was the reason for like the overall like a real hard boiled yeah, name, though. right? Yeah, that was like oh f- okay, yeah. damn, that's <laughs> fuck, that's gonna be a rough read, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, the fact that like now, I mean, it just seems like they're just throwing more confusion into the pile in a way. A little, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it. I don't know if that really clarifies. And again, it's like especially if like the original dragon tattoo wasn't really that like successful 
I mean, I guess they're they're just pulling into the brand, not really necessarily the Fincher movie. It's just like yes. every if you say the girl with the dragon tattoo, people will either know the book, the original Swedish film, and or the Fincher movie. But one way or the other, they're going to be aware of what the fuck it is you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I feel like that's going to be people are going to look at that. And, you know, if they're not really up on like what this movie is where it fits into the whole series, how it's actually an adaptation of a book written by a different author and like all that type of shit. Right. Right. But like, you know, instead of being like, Oh, that's cool. They're going to be like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, uh, well, how does this fit in? And like, you know, and then you're on a research journey that maybe you don't care to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it just, yeah. How that actually is going to play out. I don't know. It's strange. It just, it seems like making it more cumbersome because it's Mm -hmm. already kind of like, you know, it's a, long title already relatively speaking yeah um so to add like a whole nother like sentence onto a it, new dragon tattoo story yeah like i don't know i just feel like well let's get into the trailer a little bit so the, the one thing i do like about the trailer yeah um that's it's in both trailers so i'll just speak about it mm-hmm. as a whole is um i do like that in the first i do like the opening um action or action sequence, I guess, or, you know, trap. We were talking yeah. about it earlier before we started recording. Gotcha sequence. Yeah, yeah. the gotcha sequence um, where, you know, um, she strings this guy up and starts talking about all the bad stuff he's doing. Yeah. And she's he's been abusing all these women. Right. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Abusing his wife, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. And then sleeping with his boss's wife, I think. And basically, it's she's just performing blackmail on mm-hmm. him, you know. So um, I like I like the setup for her character for Claire Foy as Elizabeth Salander mm. uh, in this trailer with that scene. I love that the, the first trailer just played that whole scene out um, and didn't do any like crazy cuts with it. It's actually, I think it's shortened in the second trailer. Yeah. Because obviously it's more yeah, of an extended they do, trailer. They yeah. kind of do a real quick, Yes, you get it, and then we move on to mm-hmm. the sister. Yeah. So um, I like that even though I... Even though I'm I'm really attached to Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara as those Ameri- the American version of those characters, uh, I I like that Claire Foy as this character had this had this setup for her like in the trailer like it really set the tone for her her character her version of this character in this American uh, you know another American uh, making of this this character mm-hmm. but um, I thought that the second trailer completely like undermines her having that sense of control uh that uh that elizabeth has as like a hacker and like having blackmail and everything like that because the second half of the trailer like opens up to you know more of her world and her background as to like her having her sister who always dresses in red which uh, all i can imagine is that it it was a choice that like hey we're we're doing this in the snow and red's a cool color in the snow so let's have her dress in red yeah it just sort of feels like more of a always in black yeah yeah. you know so there's there's those um connections there but um all the stuff that happens to her or that is happening to her in the second trailer feels like elizabeth would have more of a control over Mm-hmm. right or like you said she would be spinning the web you mm-hmm. know um i for some reason i don't feel uh, it feels weird to be watching this character have her world turned upside down when i've i've only seen one movie with the character in it but that one time just felt like this character just was more in control than you would ever think mm-hmm. and she would pop it on you when 
when it, when it came to, yeah, you know? So, um, I think that's why the trailer for me just kind of overall is a little like, it's a bit wonky because I do like that opening scene, but then the second trailer is just sort of just like, here's this character who's just totally in control, but now boom, she's not. And she's like this victim or she's trying to figure this stuff out and she's got like nobody or whatever it is. And I just don't like the, I don't like the, um, I don't know what word, what word I'm looking for. Like, it's just something that I feel like I've seen before. It doesn't feel like yeah. it's something unique to her. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of my issue with the trailer overall. And actually even that opening scene. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, didn't really like that much there okay. were a couple neat things about it mm-hmm. um the shot of her actually pushing the statue over and snaring that guy's legs in the rope is like ridiculous for a number of reasons <laughs> okay. first of all because like when they you know they show him walking in and like none of that is there <laughs> oh, well, and okay, then they yeah, cut yeah. to this wide shot and there's clearly this like rope going over a pulley down to the ground <laughs> and like right to next to his feet that it's like any person would have noticed this. Yeah, right. You know, you just hit it from the shot. And then when you did your reveal, it was like, are you fucking joking? Me, Were man? the lights off in the beginning of the trailer or no? Uh, not that that matters. I'm not trying to yeah. I'm not trying to make sense of it. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. but because no, I, I, th- I agree with you. I think they <laughs> might. I think they might have been dim. But like, you know, even that like, you know, Okay, even if you set this snare up like in the relative area where this guy would need to be, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's still a pretty small snare. You yeah, know, it's yeah. still relatively precise. Plus, like, the fact that, you know, walking into a room, he's not going to like kick it or, mm-hmm. like, you know, step on it as he's like moving over there and be like, what the fuck? Why is there this rope on the ground? Like, you know, there's just, there's a lot left to circumstance. Yeah. That again doesn't seem right for this character. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she's not the type of character that leaves shit to circumstance for like dramatic effect. You know, right. like, she yeah, gets yeah, shit yeah. done. That's right. you know, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, it it takes her like a little bit to push over that statue and for it to like <laughs> like. <laughs> you think he would have done anything other than just stand there and do nothing? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He'd, like run over. Who the fuck are you? You know, right. Why are you doing that? Oh, now that the lights are on, there's clearly this fucking rope going <laughs> to where my feet are. Like, even if the light was off at the beginning, it's like, yeah, it should have all been visible. And again, just she wouldn't leave that many things to chance to create this like Looney Tunes setup, you know. We should myth mythbusters this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, it's uh that that to me was just like a little a implausible, but also like yeah, just didn't feel right for the character either. Yeah, right, right. And then in general as well, it's like, you know, I of course she's like you know goes after you know men who abuse women and things like that, but like you know her her mission in a lot of ways has always been more like you know the guilt of people who apply you know these sorts of like. Uh, uh, I don't know, like labels or value to certain members of society. Mm-hmm. You know, usually with her, it's it's women. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, that like people who just you know men who think that they're superior and like you know uh, can treat them however they want and all this type of stuff. And like even herself, like you know that she is treated as just like oh you're just that girl with that dragon tattoo. And it's like yeah, no, I'm right. fucking a lot more than that. You yeah, know, right. Um, that's what was always cool to me. Once I actually read the books or like mm-hmm. you know or read, I only read the first book, but like saw the movies and stuff. It was like. Oh man, I, like I get where these titles come from as well too. Yeah. Like it is really cool, and it's like the title even itself is like <laughs> a male diminishing this woman's role, yeah, you know, right. or like value or something. And <laughs> right. it's just like you read it, and you're like, no, she's fucking awesome, you know. 
And uh, and so, yeah, it seems like in a lot of ways, like that's always been more like the theme of those books, even Mm -hmm. though they've dealt with like different conspiratorial, you know, plots and things like that. Uh, Whereas now this one is just like, oh, it's your sister. So she's probably like, yeah, equally talented. And like that seems to be where we're supposed to be like, oh, shit, what's she going to do? Like when somebody who's like on her level, you know, comes after her. And there's that part in the trailer where like I think it is the I'm pretty sure it's her, her sister, whoever that you know plays her sister in the movie. It's just like, you know, you've helped all these women, you know. Why didn't and you like, help why didn't me? You yeah. me? So I guess, I guess the movie is just hinged on this mystery. Yeah, were they like both abused by their father? Something. And yeah, Elizabeth something. like ran away and left her to like yeah, deal with it, you right. know, and didn't take. You know, I, I, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Like I probably just figured it out. Spoiler alert, maybe. I don't know. It's it just seems like the level of creativity we're dealing with (laughs) lent itself to a lot of just like what is the first like most obvious way to do this? You know, it's just a lot of cookie cutter shit. It is a lot of feel going into this. Yeah, that's a good and that might be fine. Like it might be a fine cookie cutter like thriller. Right. You know, but it's like you've got, you know, this is a franchise and a character in particular with like a lot of really loyal fans. Yes. And if you just if even if you make like a competent thriller, like because it's got this name, Mm -hmm. you know, and this character, like there is a certain expectation. And especially like, you know, even if it's a fine thriller, like and I will I would side with the loyal fans, like if they just don't do the character right then like yeah you should be pissed yeah right because that's that's the essence of these stories and if they're just trying to sell you some shit and like throw this other name on it so you'll mm-hmm. show up like that's the worst kind of like exploitation of a fan base you yeah. know and um this movie kind of feels at least the trailer to it feels like so many like so many stories we read or listen to where it's just like oh yeah like you know they uh you know they they wrote a script for you know uh, Batman Five, but mm-hmm. it never got used. But they just took that script and we worked some things. Right, and now they're calling it like Robin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, fuck I, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I think about like that's what. Um, right now, hearing you talk about all that, um, forgot about the the Titans. Titans yeah, <laughs> till just now. Uh, right fuck now, fuck Batman. <laughs> so good, so good. Right now, hearing you talk about all that stuff, I thought about uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. Because yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance was originally a script that Jonathan Hensley wrote that was called Simon Says. And it was this standalone. Oh, that's right. It was yeah, a yeah. standalone. It had no connection to <laughs> Die Hard. But I forget uh, the, the producers like liked the script so much that they were just like, Joel well, Silver, was it? Probably, yeah, probably yeah. was Joel Silver that they're just like, we love it. We're going to buy it, but we want to rework it to include John McClane and make it part of the Die Hard series and then connect it to like the first one with Gruber yeah. and the villain, which was fine. It was I like, okay. Dude, I, I like with I the really Vengeance. Yeah. Love, <laughs> I really love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, it's got some crazy shit in it, it too. It's the beginning when he has to wear that sandwich Side board. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> it's so. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's. But um, I feel like what this trailer is really missing is, and I think what uh, Sony's because Sony's I think is still the people who have the rights to the to the book. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that are still yeah. putting this out. But I feel like what at least what the trailer does 
to disservice the fans of the Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara one mm-hmm. is that they don't have any connective tissue to that one to sort of be like, we respect this one, we like this one, but we're now taking it in this direction. Right. You're just, you know, I know how that, that how, how Girl with the Dragon Tattoo ends is, you know, we think, you know, Rooney Mara, as Elizabeth does that, you know, fucks over a guy you know, really bad that, you know, fucked over Daniel Craig's character. Yeah. You know, and that's like the whole third act. It's like this whole other mission. Right. Tacked yeah. onto this movie, which is great. This yeah. is awesome. And which is but really then what she watches him betray her. Right. Like exactly. emotionally. Yeah. yeah. And I mean. so and then she just rides off. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I really wish this trailer would have given me some sort of connective tissue to that to find out where their relationship is. Right. Within it. Not that you need to wholly connect it to that one, but I think it's kind of shitty that it just sort of seems that they're just like, well, that's right. This is the movie with Michael Keaton. Now you're going to get the one with Val Kilmer. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And even in some of those movies, they would lightly reference, you know, like characters in those movies or something like that, you know, not even by name, but I think that's, what's like rough for me with this one is that like, wow, you're just completely like, yeah. Sidelining that. Yeah. And it really sucks because, and and even with the subtitle that they added to it, that references it is like, they're only referencing it in terms of brand recognition though. Like we talked about, they're not trying to like tell you like, Hey, remember that awesome David Fincher movie? Yeah. No, they're just trying to get the words dragon tattoo in front of your face. Uh, Because if you hear those two words, like, you know what world we're in. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to be like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm in now. Oh, I love the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Right. It's so great. We're going to watch another one. Cause that's what a lot of people call them too. You know, it's like game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Well, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause game of Thrones that that series of books is actually called a song of fire and ice. Right. Yeah. But the, and the first book is called a game of Thrones. Okay. Um, but then the TV series, they just called Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what, but even before that, like a lot of people just called that series, like, oh, if you read Game of Thrones, you know? Right, right. Um, so yeah, similar, similar kind of thing here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, let's talk about the director a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention one, one last thing with the, the, the sibling okay, relation, yeah. sibling rivalry thing as well as like, you know, it's, it, and, and on top of it. It's it's like beyond that just being obviously a really well-worn trope and I I think that's all that's like when's the last time you saw a good it's brother si- uh, sibling thing per, I have the perfect answer Okay for all right so sweet I was just about to get into nice, it, but nice. it's um you know it's funny cuz it's like it's that the the sibling rivalry in the like mystery thriller uh-huh. I feel like is you know is like the jumping the shark of that genre Okay like when you don't know when you know you've taken it to its like lengths but it's still really popular and you don't know what to do. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. All right, brother. You know, like it just right, seems yeah. that that's where that always pops up. It's either that but, or you get a Martha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> but so my favorite, uh, you know, way that this has been portrayed in anything recent is actually in the um, the BBC Sherlock okay. uh, show between yeah. Sherlock and Mycroft. Yeah, yeah. Um, that like their their relationship where yes it is a constant battle of like who is actually the smarter one right you know because um, they're they're both geniuses but it, they just like function in such different ways mm-hmm. like fundamentally that yeah. it's like you know who outsmarts the other is almost just like a matter of circumstance in okay. a way um, but it's like they're constantly trying to like interrupt each other or even like fuck each other over yeah and i think early on like it mycroft is even trying to kill sherlock yeah and <laughs> yeah. i i like i i haven't watched the earlier seasons of the show in, in a while but uh-huh. 
you know, but it's like when they when they get like outsmarted or like the other, you know, the other one like figures out what's happening mm-hmm. and like gets out of it. Yeah. It's not like, damn you, like I'll, you know, fine, I'll just pull out the gun and finish you yeah. myself. It's more like an inconvenience that's just like, and then they like insult each other. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what, you couldn't have gotten out of it sooner? You know, it's like, yeah. it was like a test the whole time. Right. So it is like, yeah, I mean, the stakes are high. They're like, if you fuck up, like you die. Yeah. But like when you pass through it, it's just like, a, oh man, I, see, I would have done this like <laughs> five minutes ago and been out of this whole thing. You're an idiot. It's so good. <laughs> And then like, and then it would become like, well, you know, I guess since you survived here, let's work together because we're both after the same thing. Right, know? right, right. And then even that, it would be like contentious. But you know, and then other times like Mycroft would come in like at the last minute and kind of like save Sherlock's life, but mm-hmm. he'd always have a really selfish reason for doing it. Yes. Like, oh, well, I was actually doing this, but like I just on Decided accident to needed here. to do this, which saved your life. Right. But I don't fucking care about you. <laughs> I was trying to get this information from this other guy. Yeah. You know, and like. So that's like it. That was like a really, really good sibling rivalry to me because mm-hmm. it was. It was because at the end of the day, it was so petty, right? You know? And like that's what made it. And that's so how they good. played it. Was that yeah. it was just this petty thing. It was like them like punching each other yeah, in the right. shoulder, but like on a world stage, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. <laughs> because they were that intelligent and that involved in all that stuff. But then when it came to each other, they just turned into these like you know genius ten year old boys. Yeah, and. <laughs> Um, so it was, it was great because it just, it had all those elements of like, I actually believe that these are brothers, you know, right, that right, like right. they, there's this past to everything that happens with them. It's mm-hmm. not just like, and you know, they, they didn't have to like show us flashbacks to be like, Oh, this is how this developed in their relationship. It's right, like, right. it was just all there. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so, you know, that's not obviously tonally that wouldn't work, mm-hmm. you know, for a movie like, like, uh, like this new dragon tattoo story. The new uh, dragon tattoo story. Yeah. <laughs> I got a new tattoo, guys. Yo, you're going to go see that new dragon tattoo story? The new dragon tattoo tale? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Fede Alvarez. Fede Alvarez. Let's do a little bit on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I got to say, overall, I'm not a fan. Okay. I haven't, so, well, I, okay, did not like the Evil Dead remake. Okay. Uh, probably would not have liked it no matter who made it. Okay. Um, cause that's like, I mean, that is, that is sacred ground. Yes. As far as I'm concerned. However, that movie sucks. <laughs> the new, <laughs> like I, I would have had like a real hard time getting into it or like, you know, but, but even just on its own merits, I thought the evil dead remake was just fucking piss poor. Okay. Um, so I, I really, yeah, did not care for that movie whatsoever. Um, so that, you know, didn't really do much to engender me to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then uh, Don't Breathe. Um, there were actually things about that movie that I did like. Okay. It was definitely more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely goes some like weird places. <laughs> but, right. um, but then the ending of it, like the last like 15, 20 minutes. I haven't minute, seen Don't Breathe. Okay. Yet, so. The last like 15 or 20 minutes just pissed me off. Okay. Because it just, it was just this like, it it got so ridiculous in terms of just like the never ending like obstacles being just like put in front of the characters mm-hmm. and just like we got to raise the stakes guys we got to raise the stakes guys yeah and then and then the, like the very very ending also I was just like you know what fuck you like I don't <laughs> yeah so it was it was yeah it was all right it was better than I thought it was gonna be there were you know it was at its best when it really was just playing up the like oh shit there's you know there's this blind guy. 
Right. You know, yeah. He's a total fucking psychopath. And we just broke into his house, you know, mm-hmm. and like those moments, uh, there was an interesting concept there to play with for sure. And the guy, I don't remember the actor's name who played the the bad guy who was blind. Stephen Lang. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Like he was really, really good in the movie. Um, but, uh, I think this is his third movie, right? Isn't that it? Isn't that evil? I think dead? So uh, yeah. Don't breathe this. this. Yeah. Yeah, he might have done some like TV or something in there, but he had done he did some short film. Uh, originally, that was how he got noticed oh, and yeah. like brought in to do Evil Dead. It was called like Panic Attack or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I remember it was that. some. I think he's Brazilian, if I remember right. Yeah, they just put it like he just put it up on YouTube. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah, and it was just a lot of people were really impressed. It was a lot of just like crazy camera work and like mm-hmm. at the, if I remember right, it was this like robot invasion yes. of like Bra- yes. somewhere in Brazil. Yeah, I you know, that. so yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, you know, which I've heard is really cool. I've never actually seen, you know, that short film, but yeah, me uh, neither. Yeah, the only thing I've seen of his is Evil Dead. Uh, I did see it in the theater. Um, I did see it before I saw the original Evil Dead, or no, no, I saw the first Evil Dead before. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I think I borrowed. I think I borrowed your Evil Dead probably before I saw the other Evil Dead. Um, and I, I mean, I love Evil Dead. It's really great. Um, and I and I haven't I've only seen his Evil Dead once. I own it. I do remember just really really I really liked it. It didn't like bug me at all. Mm-hmm. I just kind of liked that it was so far removed from what what the original was mm-hmm. that I was just kind of like, okay, like you know, this movie's not like groundbreaking. I don't think it's like the scariest movie of all time, but I just think it's just like really like overt obnoxious and it's just kind of going going into that and i'm just along for the ride you mm-hmm. know um so um it it didn't really like um i don't remember walking out of the theater and being like man this is this and i wasn't even into horror that much like as i am right now yeah or just wanting to like research horror and be exposed to it much of it but i i do remember i i don't remember walking out of that movie theater and being like wow someone just set the bar high for horror at all really you know what i mean like i didn't feel that way so i was just very middle of the ground with it you know what i mean like i was fucking furious yeah i know (laughs) um but it was uh, a lot of i mean the cgi stuff was that was like the biggest sin mm -hmm. in my mind was like you don't put cgi in a fucking evil dead thing Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. like that no 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 no, no. you can't do that and they did a lot of it Uh uh-huh um, and there, uh, that's the thing too, because I remember even the first trailer that came out for it was like actually like, holy shit, this might be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it had the you know the um, dead eye girl like uh, licking the knife and like oh, cutting yeah, her cutting tongue her. in half yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like some of that shit was pretty fucking cool, yeah. you know. But then the way, yeah, the way a lot of it, it played out in the movie, like they went CGI with a lot of stuff. Which really, really angered me to no end. And then even when they did some practical effects, they looked fucking bad. Uh-huh. It was like, okay, I see your latex right there. I see the blending spot. Like it was just, it was bad makeup effects. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, there was just a lot of yeah that type of stuff. Like characters were incredibly bland mm-hmm. and boring. And yeah, the the you know uh, the drug withdrawal angle could have been slightly interesting if mm-hmm. they did anything with it other than just mention it okay <laughs> you know? like, yeah anyway sorry but yeah <laughs> i could bitch about that movie all day yeah um fine. but anyway so yeah so that also is something is definitely feeding into my you know mm-hmm. conceptions of this guy because it was like okay you know the the other thing that was like an adaptation that you did 
I really didn't like. And then you did Don't Breathe, which was kind of his own thing. Mm-hmm. I think he wrote it or co-wrote it with some, you know. I think he's had the same co-writer all the way through to this movie, I okay. think. Yeah. yeah, but that was like an original creation of yes, them right, right, versus right. an adaptation of something else. And like that was definitely, you know, that was better than mm-hmm. Evil Dead. But so, so also to see him go back to like adapting something. Yeah. Um, even if it's something I don't have an attachment to. I was like, well, from what I've seen, this is where you're actually at your weakest okay. as a director. Um, so so that's just like another element being thrown into the pot here of just, yeah. you know, why I'm not excited for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, it looks like a very serviceable movie. Yeah. I mean, from the trailer, like, I'm sure it'll be like pretty good action movie, you know, on TNT and FX and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know... If I'm gonna see it in the theater, like I probably not opening weekend, yeah, you know, or anything, but um, I yeah, just not really, not really like excited for for any of it, but yeah, um, not yeah, and like Claire Foy as Lisbeth doesn't really excite me that much in the trailer either, no, you know, it's just, just her performance, you know, doesn't seem like it's bringing anything. She's got the accent down, it's pretty nice, yeah, right, you know, that's cool, even yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's just like it's already been nailed so well. And then like, you know, yeah. with, with Fincher's character, he really went for that, like, you know, really ramped up like the punk aesthetic mm-hmm. to her, you know, which was cool. Right. And then, you know, and then this one, it just seems like it just seems like a bunch of half assed elements like eh, just like a little goth and like a little punk and like a little hackery right but not too crazy on any of that yeah. you know it just and that's i guess what everything kind of feels like this it just feels like a watered down mm-hmm. version you know even the little bits of like you know bondagey kind of imagery of like you know this, whoever it is and i'm guessing it's it's oh yeah, her yeah that's yeah. like in that like you know latex bag and having all the, show, all the yeah. air is getting like vacuum sealed in there like you know, even that just seems like they're they're kind of like softballing a lot of this stuff, you know. Um, so look yeah. at this crazy sex shit. Yeah, right. You know, because like because <laughs> that stuff is you know a big part of like his original yeah. books and like the aesthetic and like the world of them and things mm-hmm. like that. But you know, it was just it was done in a way that again, like it it actually. I don't know. It played in like thematically with the story, and it wasn't just like, oh man, this is going to be a fucked up way for her to like you know imprison her yeah right um you know so uh, just again like seeing that uh, not seeing like that kind of like connective tissue being woven into you know this story mm-hmm. uh and these like image images that they've been putting in front of us in the trailers and stuff like that yeah again it just feels like really kind of like standard you know spy thriller territory yeah and uh kind you know, of, it's just it's just a bummer it is like a bummer. there is a, there's exactly such a better opportunity use, with, yeah. with this world and these characters and uh, it seems like it's just not being taken advantage of. Do you think they remake Dragon Tattoo after this? <laughs> it's it might be time for a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's already a fifth book. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the name of it. Um, but uh, I, I guess if this if this movie is successful, I'm sure they'll probably already at least like you know tentatively considering you know the adaptation of that fifth book. Yeah, and maybe continuing with Claire Foy and and Mr. Alvarez, perhaps, but I don't know. But yeah, I gotta say too, I've been a little because I, you know, so I've watched The Crown, and Claire Foy is excellent on mm-hmm. that show, like really, really great. Okay. Um, and then the I've only seen her in a couple other things. I watched that Steven Soderbergh movie, Unsane. 
Oh, that's which, her in there? Yeah, that's her in oh, it. Okay, I, I didn't know that. I I really didn't like the movie. Yeah. Period. So like yeah, I was I was pretty off put by it. But I didn't think she was particularly good in it either. Okay. She wasn't like bad, but right. just yeah. All right. Nothing special. And then uh, you know, in, in First Man, yeah. saw her as well. And and again, she was fine. She's good. But nothing like, oh man, she's like really she she's she's it. got a ton, you know, because she was so good on the crown. I'm looking for like that caliber mm, of performance yeah, to be yeah, pulled yeah. into other characters, you yeah. know. And I've seen it like it just feels like it's it's a lot uh less impressive of a performance, you know, and a lot more like or a lot less uh, even immersed into her performance, mm-hmm. you know, in those roles than she seemed on the Queen. And again, it's television versus movies, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. obviously there's more time, but um, you know, so at the same time, it's like yeah, her, you know her performances in film haven't been electrifying to the point where it's like, oh man, her playing Elizabeth uh, Salander is like, holy fuck, this is a match made in heaven. Gotcha. It's oh, kind of yeah, like, it just, saying, it's yeah. like, okay, I just feel like, you know, that's another just in a way kind of like mediocre element being added into here. It's Do you like, think that if they had a different actress? Might at least ex- make me more excited to see what she's going to bring to the role, you know? Who do you think would be... Mm. Who would have been, uh, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Claire Foy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, no, she's you know, I'm like, not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she's not a bad actor. I'm no, not saying that at all. No, I'm no, just no, saying no, like no, she's yeah. been amazing yeah. on television and that she's just been like good. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So so it's not like, oh, fuck, this is going to be so cool to see her play this. You know, that um, was cool about like the Fincher. I mean, that's what I like. I, I remember when they, you know, when when they did Man of Steel. And, you know, Christopher Nolan had a part in the script and was like an executive producer. But when they cast that movie, like it was a pretty awesome cast for that movie. Yeah. But I remember Christopher Nolan doing like some light press for it. And he was just like, you know, I just thought, like, why not cast like the very best best people like they did for the original Superman? He had fucking Marlon Brando, you know, the godfather (laughs) as the father of Superman. Like, Uh fuck yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. I think that's another like, you know, that's another thing that's like rough for this movie is that, um, you know, aside from Claire Foy, who, you know, her her acting career continues to be on the rise in in a really good way. You know what I mean? But there's no other like big name sort of pull Mm -hmm. to to get you to go to this movie that's like. You know, oh Christian Bale or some shit is Mikhail Blomquist or whatever. You yeah, know? that would never happen. But I'm just saying, like something like that. So I just wonder who would be like, yeah. who would be an actress that would be like, oh okay, I need yeah. to. You know, <laughs> this movie and looks I, like shit, but you know what? Right. <laughs> I, will, I will also say Claire Foy. I'll give her a lot of credit too for like, you know, she's obviously picking roles that are like really different from The Crown as this well. Is true. Which yeah. like that's cool. You know that she's really aware of like, okay, I don't want to get you know, uh, typecast as just like British royalty, yeah, you know, like yeah, I can yeah. do all this. So this, you know, this character for her as a, you know, as an actor yeah, is I think like a really smart move and it's cool that she's willing to like go that far, you know, out there to be like, no, look, I can do like a lot do of a stuff, bunch of you stuff. know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, you know, this is probably my answer just because I would pretty much like to see her do like anything, but dude, like Brit Marling, Oh, okay. Would be really interesting because she would be like she's not that type of person. She's this like really like free thinking, like super artsy. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost you know, I don't don't mean this in a bad way, like flower child. You yeah, know, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, to see someone like her, like what what her sensibilities would bring to a role like that, uh-huh. I think would be fascinating. Okay, you All know, because right. it's like we've seen the hard edge. Yes, you know, of that character, and that's part of what's so great about her. And I, you know, I totally like Britt Marling's just like a genius actress or actor. I think like you know she could still bring that, but there would be some other. She would bring this other subtle element of like compassion into it yeah, in yeah. some way. I feel like okay, and, like, all right, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I would love to see just where that would go. Hmm. That would be something. I mean, I I pretty much would go see anything with Burt Marling in it. Yeah, um, but that would be something that even if this were the exact same fucking trailer, <laughs> okay, nothing has changed. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's Britt Marling in yeah. there. It'd be like day one, day one. All I right, would be there. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think that'd be interesting. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. Thought of a title. Uh, starring Britt Marling. Nice. <laughs> the movie starring Britt Marling. Nice. That's that's the title. You know how um, they do. Um, you know how sometimes on the internet they'll be like, "Oh, here's the trailer for Avengers 4. and then like you press it and it's the Rick Isley video. Oh uh, yeah, Never get Rick rolled. Yeah, when you get Rick rolled. Um, I would do that to the opening credits of this movie mm. and just play the Family Matters opening. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's, that's, just, that's basically my title, Family Matters. See, Bobby Navia should have directed this film. Boom. Already better better decision-making Boom. happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, With, uh, what's his name, Reginald? Reginald, she- is it Hudland, who plays uh, Carl? Mm. In the in the in the TV show, no, he was yeah. he was the cop in, in Die Hard. Yeah, 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 him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. <laughs> yes, Carl Winslow. Yes, that's what it is. Carl Winslow. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I would call this. The girl, the girl with the identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> the girl who got written by another author. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. The girl got written by another author. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The girl who didn't know she had a sister. <laughs> the girl who abandoned her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. I like these ideas. The girl who pissed on the snake. Ooh. You got, some, you got some hard imagery there. Pissed on that snake. Hard yeah. imagery there. I mean, that fits. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, there's my name. The girl who pissed on the snake. Mine's still Family Matters. <laughs> family Matters. Family Matters. I just want to see like, you know, that Sony logo come up and you hear like a like a low like ooh, like music and mm-hmm. then it just, you know, you get Family Mattered. Yeah. You know, and then it's just the opening shot of Chicago and it's like, whatever happened to? And it just goes into that thing and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this. That'd be great. That'd be really happen. If I was the kind of person that camped out on the internet so much to make that happen, like yeah. put that video together, that's the one I would make. <laughs> but I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, if if anyone hasn't seen it yet, look up the video about how Snowpiercer is actually a sequel to Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the one time I've been grateful that somebody on the internet had this much time on their hands. All right. Because it's, it's very compelling. Look but that shit up. Yeah. It's a better way to spend 14 minutes than I would wager any 14 minutes of the movie we've been discussing for the past hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. I can see so, that. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, the trailer for Girl in the Spider's Web. Eh, check it out or don't. I don't think anyone really cares. 
Yeah, it's think, really not like. Getting, it doesn't seem like anyone really cares that much here. No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I I'm think talking about be, the filmmakers in the studio as well. well yeah, yeah it just seems they're all kind of like, yeah, you know, we did it. That's true. That's true. Uh, so. What's let me see. What is next week's? Uh, today is the second. You know what's out today? Bohemian Rhapsody. Bo rap. Bo rap. If Bo you still haven't listened to our episode, yeah, go go and listen to Bo it. Bo rap film. Um, I believe uh, this comes out on November 9th. November 9th. Yeah, there might be preview screens on the 8th. Yes. Or 7th even, who knows. Sometimes they like to go two days back. Yeah, uh, but yeah, November 9th, this movie comes out. So um, yeah, you know, if you're into this type of stuff, go check it out. You know, uh, I'll probably maybe try and maybe do a Tuesday show, $5 show, yeah. just see what they do. I'm, I'm, I'm still very curious. Right. You know, like it seems like an expectation adjustment is a, a good thing to do before going into this movie and just yes. sort of, you know, go in being like, all right, if it's just like a decent thriller, I didn't totally waste my money. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, yeah. Right. Try to leave the rest of the door. But, you know, I can understand for people who are like huge fans Yes. You know, that they might, you they're going like, to have a, probably a harder time with this, I right, would guess. Right. And I can totally understand that. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I hope they, you know, any any fans out there, I hope they do right by it. But unfortunately, and I'm sure you've already assumed this as well, it, it doesn't look like they're going to. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> womp womp. Yep. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you kindly. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh a new episode yeah we'll be back with something something who knows could be anything we're going to see suspiria tonight i might still be bitching about it by next friday so it might be about that might be about that yeah which i'm totally fine with yeah (laughs) so we'll see either way stick around watch chicago rot check out our live commentary online and uh but whatever you do uh if you're gonna watch a movie don't watch this one